Status Radio is on the air for Sunday, February 19th, 2012. I'm John Corey, your host. Welcome to the show. Status Radio is the least listened to radio show in the world. So welcome. I hope you enjoy it, um, the three of you out there that listen. Uh, Status Radio is sponsored by Lipton. It's also sponsored by Cheerios. Um, you know, we got a couple things to get to, to today. I have, I have a special announcement at the end of the show uh, for all those waiting with bated breath. But um, I want to start the show on a little bit of a down note. Uh, on Thursday, my first pro athlete that I ever tried to be like, that I ever, you know, took a liking to. I mean, at that point, there was, you know, there was teams I liked. But as for an athlete, you know, he's the first guy that I really gravitated to, that I really tried to be like. I tried to do all the stances. And his name, obviously, is Gary Carter. Now, as a Mets fan, us that were alive for the 86 World Series, you know, that that's what we have. You know, a lot of us weren't old enough to, to enjoy 1969 or, or even the playoffs in 1973. You know, 1986 was the team. To this day, 1986 is still the team. And, you know, the 99-2000 Mets had a chance to, to elevate themselves into to this level. But the but the 1986 Mets were were the team teams, and that team was led by two very different individuals, Gary Carter and Keith Hernandez. And to know you know that Gary Carter had been fighting cancer for the last nine months. You knew within the last four to six weeks that things really had taken a turn for the worse when they found more tumors in his brain again. Um, it doesn't make it easier for a Met fan. It, it, you know, am I going to sit here and say, you know, I, I shed a tear? No, I mean, it's not like I lost a family member. But it hurt. And to know that one of your childhood idols is dead really really takes you back a little bit. You know, I'm not old by any stretch, but, you know, you can start questioning your own mortality when, when things like this happen. I mean, it, it makes you think. You know, I grew up with the Fab Five, and most of those guys are retired. But Gary Carter, and you've heard everybody wax poetic this week about him. I'm not going to repeat all that. I'm just going to go from my memories. And my memories were the smile. Gary Carter had a smile that for, you know, an eight-year-old kid like me in 1986, 
you know, that smile just, you know, it made me feel comfortable. It made me, it made me like him. I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't really, really like Keith Hernandez growing up. You know, for me, it was Gary Carter. Gary Carter is the first plaque I ever, first, you know, athlete plaque I ever had. Gary Carter is the first shirt I've ever had. You know, Gary Carter was the first batting stance I imitated in T-ball. I've worn number eight on the Mets in T-ball. Or back then it was Pee-wee. We didn't even use a T. I wore number eight. I stood there with my elbows up. I played for the Mets. You know, I, I, you know, I, I was Gary Carter. And to to know that he's gone now. You know, you know, some people have said this week it, it, it's taking their childhood away. You know, it, it does. You know, if you look at the 86 Mets, you know, they're getting older. They're getting older. You know, this year is the 50th year of New York Mets baseball. <laughs> this season... You know, it's going to mark 26 years since the Mets won the World Series. All those players are in their mid-40s to mid-50s at this point. You know, being a Mets fan is different than being a Yankees fan. The Yankees have generations of athletes that each generation can love. You know, if you go to the 70s, it's Reggie, it's Munson, it's Willie, it's Gidry. It's that group. You know, even the 80s Yankees, you had Winfield and Henderson and Donnie Baseball, Dave or Daddy. You know, then the 90s, obviously, you have Jeter, Bernie, Mariano, and the list goes on. Paul and Neil, Brocious, the list goes on and on. But if you're a Yankee fan, you have that. If you're a Yankee fan, you have each generation with their own guys, with guys that, for the most part, have won championships. If you're a Mets fan, you have guys that were your favorite players, but you only had that one team that brought you home the title, and that was the 86 Mets. And to see those 86 Mets, you know, hey, it's no secret they lived hard. And it's showing in a lot of them right now. You know, if you see Doc Gooden make a, a public appearance, he, he looks bewildered at times. You know, obviously we all know what happened to Lenny Dykstra. He's a mess when he's out of jail. You know, now Gary Carter's gone. I mean, you still have Keith and Ron in the booth doing the Met games. But that team is just dwindling away. And the people out there were right. You know, some of my childhood is gone with Gary Carter gone. You know, I, I can't sit here and say enough what, what the 86 Mets meant to me and my Mets fandom. If it wasn't for the Mets from, you know, like 84 to 90, I may not have been a Mets fan. You know? I tend to have my own my own mind, you know. I probably would have rebelled against my family at that point. 
You know, my Uncle Jimmy's the one that got me into the Mets. My Uncle Jimmy's the one that brought me to my first game. You know, my first game was against the Pittsburgh Pirates in 1985. And on that day, Dwight Gooden hit his first career home run. I remember the Mets putting seven runs up in the first. And then I remember the catcher throwing people out trying to steal. His big old smile on the old Sony Tron back then. And, you know, that led to me being a Met fan, a painful Met fan nowadays. But those were my memories. And Gary Carter was a big part of those memories. And, you know, obviously later in life, he, he, you know, he managed the Long Island Ducks. He tried to do everything he could to become a major league manager and it just never worked out. And it's a shame. It really is. But Gary Carter will be missed. He will be missed. And, you know, I can't really put it any better than that. The man will be missed, and that team is missed. And the reaction... To me, the reaction of Keith Hernandez was, I didn't understand him crying at first, but now I do. You know, they they both led that team in different ways. You know, you hear all the stories about, you know, Gary Carter not going out at night, not doing all the things that that team was doing. And then you had the other side, Keith Hernandez, who... He'll tell you he was just as intense off the field as he was on the field. Whether it was a line of Coke, a bottle of whiskey, you know, or a ground ball in the hole. That man was intense, but they, they led that team in very different ways. And both their leadership models helped gel that team to win. And... So Gary Carter will be missed. You know, our thoughts go out to his family. Uh, I believe the services, if I saw correctly, are going to be Monday, but don't quote me on that. And it's just a damn shame. It's a, a life lost too soon. Now, I'll try to transition from that to the New York Knicks. A week ago, we sat here. And Linsanity was just, you know, just picking up. It was just starting to get rolling. And the Knicks went out. They won a couple games. Then came Friday night against the New Orleans Hornets, who to that point had six wins. And the Knicks lose to the Hornets. This is why... They need Carmelo back. I mean, Jeremy Lin has been a fantastic story. When Sanity, all that crap, it doesn't matter. He's played a solid point guard. He needs to cut down the turnovers. But he's a young point guard in the NBA. All young point guards go through this kind of learning process. Derrick Rose didn't come into the league 
and dominate like he does now. The the Knicks need Carmelo back. And I'll be the first to sit here and say I think the J.R. Smith signing was a brilliant signing. I think that he is going to give them much-needed offense when, when the Stars are on the bench. I think he's a great compliment for this team. I think Lynn will find him all over the place. And the good thing about J.R. Smith, he can shoot from three, but he can also drive the ball. And Novak can shoot the three, but let's face it, Novak's not blown by anybody anytime soon. You know, but J.R. Smith is going to be a big deal. As long as he can keep his head on straight and not go crazy, J.R. Smith is a good pickup for the Knicks, in my opinion. Um, as for Jeremy Lin, listen, he's doing everything possible to win except turn the ball over and hit free throws. To be a point guard in the NBA, a winning point guard, you have to not turn the ball over. You have to hit your free throws. If you don't do those things, your team will not win. Because who are they going to get the ball to at the end of the game? If they can't get the ball to their point guard, what the hell are they going to do? As for the, the notion of when Melo comes back, you know, he's going to disrupt the chemistry. It's not going to be Melo disrupting the chemistry. It's going to be everybody trying to get the chemistry together. You know, you've heard the stories this week that Carmelo is the one that actually vouched for Jeremy Lin to say put him into the game. Jeremy Lin has confirmed the story. Why are we still having controversy about Melo disrupting the chemistry? Is there going to be some learning pains? Absolutely. Why wouldn't there be? There's learning pains with Lynn and, and Amari, learning pains with Lynn and Chandler, so on and so forth. What's going to make Carmelo any different? The reality is Lynn's going to have more options to pass to is he going to keep scoring 26? No, I wouldn't think so. But can you see Lynn averaging a double-double? I could. Could you see Lynn going 12-12 12 and 12 every night? I think that's a winning formula to me. As long as you're not turning the ball over. If Lynn turns the ball over, the Knicks are not going to win. If the Knicks get in the playoffs, the Knicks are not going to win in the playoffs. Jeremy Lynn, as good of a story as he's been, it's now time to turn the page a little bit. The phenomenon is starting to come down. You know, once we get through next weekend, All-Star weekend, the fact that Lynn's going to be in the, the, the Rising Stars competition, and the shooting competition, you know, I think it's a little much for him, to be honest. I think it would have been good to, for him to take that time and recharge. But he'll get over that, and they'll get back in the flow. And by then, you'll be talking training deadline, and Linsanity should calm down. And I think once Linsanity comes down, the Knicks are going to play even better. This team is poised 
to go on a you know twenty and ten run to end the season. Now, they have a tough stretch here at the end of the first half, starting today with the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, that game's one p.m. on ABC today. Knicks and Mavericks. Listen, the Mavericks are coming off a good win Friday night. Uh, Dirk killing the Sixers at the buzzer. And the Knicks are coming off that bad loss. Is that bad loss good for the Knicks when it comes to today? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But in the next four games, they have the Mavericks. They have the Nets tomorrow night, but you can't overlook the Nets because they just play into Chicago and beat the Bulls. So to overlook any team in the NBA, look, the Knicks just lost to the Hornets. You cannot overlook any team in the NBA. If you do, stuff like Friday night will happen. And then Wednesday, you have the Hawks. And Thursday, you have the Heat. You know, if I'm a Knicks fan, I'm hoping for two and two the next four. If they could ever get out of, out of this stretch three, three and one, look out. I think J.R. Smith is going to add to the team. Mello is obviously going to add to the team when he gets back. And I think you're going to see Baron Davis, you know, judging my reports yesterday, you're going to see Baron Davis in the next, you know, two to three weeks. And don't underestimate what Baron Davis is going to bring to that team because when Jeremy Lin goes off the court, first of all, Jeremy Lin's playing too many minutes, okay? And when he goes off the court, the offense gets stagnant. It reverts back to what it was before the kid came on the scene. Don't discount Baron Davis. Don't discount that second group. That second group is going to have Baron Davis, Bill Walker, Shumpert, J.R. Smith, you know, Novak, you know, don't discount uh, um, Jared Jeffries. Don't discount that second group. You know, the Knicks have made themselves a team with a lot of depth. All of a sudden, you know, this team that barely had a starting lineup two months ago now has big-time depth. And I would not discount Baron Davis's role on this team. He's a veteran. You know, playing 15 minutes a night might be good for him. It might keep him fresh and healthy. You know, if Lynn hits all those free throw lows at the end of games, you can bring Baron Davis in. Yes, I'm going that far with it. You know, I think Baron Davis and J.R. Smith are going to bring big things to this Knicks team. And I hope I'm right. I would love to see the Knicks make a run. You have an opportunity, April and May, that the Knicks and Rangers, big time factors in their respective playoffs. Now, the Rangers are coming off a bad loss the other night as well, but I mean, what can you do? That kind of thing is going to happen. And you have the, the Madison Square Garden doubleheader today with the Knicks at one and the Rangers at eight. So good luck with the ice there. But, you know, both Garden teams have a chance to make big-time runs this upcoming playoff season. Another look around the NBA. Um, some things from yesterday. Well, I'll actually go back to Friday night. You see Kobe start to 
to really throw that switch on. You, you see Kobe, who's been wiped out all season. You see him really gaining that killer instinct. And, you know, he wasn't going to let the Suns beat him the other night. If he had to do it single-handedly, that's what he was going to do. Are the Knicks poised to make a run at Dwayne Howard? You know, again, you know, and since nobody listens to the show, they can't call me out on it. I'm going to say it again. Dwight Howard, in my opinion, is not a good basketball player. He is a phenomenal athlete. He is not a good basketball player. Now, listen, can he thrive with Kobe Bryant? Uh, yeah, I think they'll be okay. But, boy, I, I'll tell you what. He's had some pretty good teams in Orlando. Has he had that second superstar? No, but he's had a team built around him that's really been built pretty good around him. And they've done, they haven't done enough, let's put it that way. Um, you know, games from yesterday, I think the biggest game from yesterday was the Spurs going to L.A. and beating the Clippers in overtime. You saw some chinks in Lob City's armor. You saw Chris Paul make a bad a bad play at the end of regulation. Now, did that play cost him the game? No. The Spurs still had to come down and hit a three. And the Spurs still had to beat him in overtime. But you saw the old school San Antonio Spurs going to L.A., and show Lob City, you know, how to play some basketball. Obviously, the, the Clippers have some freaks on that team. They need to turn that the freakish athletes into a basketball team. And I'm not sure they can do it in, in this condensed season. Now, listen, are the Clippers going to be in the playoffs? Yes. Are the Clippers going to be a higher seed? Yes. Do the Clippers have a chance to be a higher seed than the Lakers? Absolutely. Right now they are. If I do my math right now, the Clippers would be the four seed in the West. The Clippers could win a series, but for them it's really going to be based on the matchup. And I know we're looking way ahead, but that's just, you know, that's the way I see things shaping out for the Clippers. The Spurs are just, you know, the Spurs are getting it together. They're playing nice, steady basketball. They've won six straight on this 10-game road trip. Um, they've won six straight, and they're going on their 10-game road trip. Um, you know, the Spurs really seem to be improved this year. Tim Duncan seems to be improved. He seems to be more healthy. He seems to be more, more athletic this year. He, he seems to... He seems to have adjusted to his old age a little bit. Yeah, it's good to see. Uh, Tony Parker's had a wonderful year. You know, look out for the Spurs. You know, the Spurs last year were an afterthought going into the playoffs. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. Do I think they're going to win the um, the the uh, oh my goodness the Southwest Division? No. Ultimately, I think the Dallas Mavericks will, will take control of it. But the Spurs are playing really good basketball. 
and I would not look for them to have the same showing in the playoffs as they did last year. Um, some other things around the NBA. You know, everything's pretty much the same this week. No, nothing crazy. You know, the Heat, as the weeks go on, the Miami Heat just pull away from everybody else as the weeks go on. Um, the Bulls have played pretty well without Derrick Rose. His back is an issue. There's nothing structurally wrong, which is good. But, you know, back problems are our problems. And they're big problems to have. And if he can't get healthy, the, the Bulls, as talented as they are, could be in a lot of trouble. You've seen Boston this week, you know, continue their up-and-down nature. The Celtics are 15-14 and 14 on the year. The Celtics are really on the verge of getting put in third place in, in the Atlantic Division. Let's face it, the Knicks are on the uptick, and the Celtics, keep, they, they win two, they lose three, they win three, they lose two. They're really up and down, and I think that's part of them being an older team. For them, it's just about making the playoffs. You know, Orlando, the big key with Orlando is are they going to ride the gear out with Dwight Howard? If they do, then they'll be in the playoffs, and they'll be a factor because they'll have a good team around them. But if they lose them, then all bets are off. The Hawks are are really a team, they just appear soft. You know, they they got blown and they they just um they got blown out in Portland last night. And I don't really know what to make of them. You know, they have a good record, I just don't know what to make of them. You know, you've team you know, Indiana's played well. You know, so so the NBA really you know, is is really remaining Kind of how I thought it would. You know, next weekend's All-Star Weekend. And then after that, the stretch of the playoffs is, is, is going to be frantic. There's going to be a tra- trade deadline involved. It might be a really fun last six weeks in the NBA season. Uh, pitchers and catchers begin in earnest in Major League Baseball this week. We'll have a lot to do about that. Uh, I will actually be doing a New York Mets spring training preview. I'm actually going to do that Friday night, the 24th. Friday night, February 24th, at 11 p.m. will be my Mets spring training preview special. Um, I look at all the ins and outs of the Mets and what they have coming up this season. Uh, at least spring training-wise, who they invited, what they're going to be looking for, so on and so forth. I'm trying for a guest. I wouldn't really count on it. If it comes through, great, so I'm not going to announce it. Um, and Next Sunday, I'll have my usual show, uh, 9 a.m. Sunday morning, Status Sunday, uh, sponsored by Lipton. And I guess the announcement I want to make right now is that beginning March 1st, you can find the show, this show and all the previous shows I put, you know, going back to NFL shows and such, they will all be a part of iTunes. You'll be able, you will be able to, to listen to Status Radio on iTunes. 
the show will be free. Um, we're starting to get the, the bugs worked out of the system to, to make that happen. So starting March 1st, Status Radio and all the shows that are a part of it will be available via iTunes. Um, go on iTunes, search the show, and all the showings will pop up. That will be March 1st on iTunes. Uh, thanks for listening this week. Remember, Friday night, Met Spring Training Preview, 11 p.m. I'll talk to you then. This is Status Sunday on Status Radio. Have a good week.